0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Believe in the You podcast. First off, I'd like to say I hope everyone's March Madness bracket is doing a lot better than mine. I had Iona going to the Sweet 16. That was an awful prediction. I also had UC Santa Barbara over Creighton in the first round going to the Sweet 16. They lost by 1.2 Creighton. I had Georgetown over Colorado. They lost by like 20. It hasn't been going quite well. (laughs) I picked a lot of upsets. I didn't pick Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Now, I will say I still have my final four team still intact. Believe it or not, my title game is Gonzaga versus Syracuse. So don't ask me why I have Syracuse in the title game. It was probably the worst prediction I've ever made. But we'll see what happens. They're still in it. But yeah, I, I know what everyone's thinking in their head right now. Why did I pick Syracuse? I don't know. I just I thought they were a, a sleeper team. Jim Beheim usually does well in March. But yeah, it's not looking great for me <laughs> with my March Madness bracket. But I hope you guys are doing a lot better than myself. But anyways, guys, the Miami Hurricanes have completed week one of spring practice. Ja'Kai Clark is battling it out with Jalen Rivers at left guard. I thought that was very interesting. That means Navon Donaldson is taking snaps at right guard. You have your starting center, Corey Gaynor. Zion Nelson is staying at left tackle, and I think he should stay there, ultimately. It was very refreshing and nice to hear that he's getting stronger in the weight room. He's maxing out at 375 pounds. He's at, weighing-wise, 315 pounds, but keeping him at left tackle is going to make him a better player i hate when we switch positions on the offensive line he's more comfortable at left tackle we saw that this past season he made huge strides as a player compared to 2019 which was his first year of college football and i think he's gonna have a really nice year at left tackle and looking at our first team offensive line if you have Corey gainer at center right tackle jared williams Navon Donaldson at right guard where he was a freshman All-American at and freshman All-ACC at right guard his freshman year of college football. Then you have Ja'Kai Clark or Jalen Rivers at left guard. Nelson at left tackle. That's a pretty solid first-team offensive line unit, not only in college football but in ACC play. I think they should excel specifically in conference play with the schedule you have in the ACC Coastal. That should be one of the better offensive line units. So that's a pretty solid group you can work with. I had Jason Fox on my show earlier this week, and, you know, he was telling me he doesn't like when they rotate offensive line units. He wants the same offensive line unit playing the entire game unless a player, you know, just needs to come out because of conditioning reasons, you know, they either they get injured or, you know, they're just gassed. They can't keep going. And Jason Fox, I mean, he started 47 games during his time at the University of Miami. That's second most all-time. He would have tied the record, but I believe he suffered a season-ending injury. He couldn't play in the bowl game, ultimately, and that affected his draft stock. Six-year NFL player. But if someone knows about offensive linemen, I think Jason Fox would be an appropriate person to talk to. And look, I mean, he said this past offensive line unit has had its ups and downs. You know, he he didn't want to single out any players, but he said there's a lot of potential. So, you know, those players I just mentioned on the first team, I think that's a great unit to work with. And, you know, throughout a game in conference play, I think they can carry this football team. And your offensive line is the backbone to your offense. Now, don't get me wrong. It does start a lot with quarterback play. And when you have an average offensive line unit, which I thought we had this past season, it's great to have a mobile quarterback with De'Eric King. By the way, guys, according to Manny Diaz, De'Eric King is smashing his benchmarks right now in rehab. So I'm extremely glad to hear that. I hope De'Eric King has a smooth recovery and he will be ready to go for this upcoming season. I can't promise, you know, the expectation is he'll be ready by July, but I cannot promise he'll be ready game one. We'll see what happens. But hey, I'm excited to hear that. You know, that definitely uh, puts a vote of confidence in myself in Derek King for the 2021 season that he'll be good to go, especially the first four games. That's going to be very important, guys. You know, I don't want to get too ahead into the 2021 season because we're such a long way from there. But, you know, you got Alabama, then you have App State, Michigan State and Central Connecticut State. Those first three games are very tough. And whether Miami beats Alabama or loses to Alabama, their response the next week is going to be key. Because that is a scrappy App State team. You cannot sleep on that football program. If not, that will be a very close game for your home opener. And then Michigan State, non-conference Big Ten opponent. I love Mel Tucker as a coach. He is going to have those guys ready to play all four quarters. But anyways, guys... De'Ara King, rehab-wise, hey, he seems to be on target, should be ready to go by July. But speaking of quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke, listen, man, ever since he stepped foot on campus, everyone has been impressed with him, every single person, nothing negative to say about him, the transition has been very smoothly from high school to football, he's been taking a lot of first-team reps with the first team. Now, all quarterbacks are rotating in with the first-team reps, but he is taking the majority. And look, man, whatever happens in the quarterback room in the future, you can have a great quarterback, but your wide receivers got to help you out. They got to make plays. And, you know, this wide receiver rotation going into spring, you know, Mike Harley is going to be our number one primary target, and he's picking up where he left off. I think he's going to have a stellar season this upcoming year. He did state Charleston Rambo is very fast. You know, overall, as a wide receiver, he's he's good at everything. He also stated, you know, Keyshawn Smith is identifying himself as a potential downfield threat. And that's something we've been missing, guys. This past season, D. Wiggins, we tried for him to be our deep ball target. It didn't work out. We were lacking that with our offense. We really didn't have a deep ball threat whatsoever. That's something we were missing. And hopefully bringing in Charleston Rambo, he can fill that need. Keyshawn Smith, I believe he runs a 4-2, 4-3-40. That's very elite at the ACC level, guys. There should be nobody in the secondary giving him problems. Let's be real. Maybe Grimes from North Carolina. the five-star true freshman. I thought he played pretty well for his first year made an incredible play against Miami, if you guys remember. He basically robbed, a, robbed an interception, robbed a catch from the wide receiver, turned it into an INT. But if Keyshawn Smith can step in and be that deep ball threat, hey, we can have a very efficient offense. And I thought 34 points per game was, was pretty good without having a spring practice. Imagine having a spring practice, having another year of De'Ara King. Can we get over that 34 points per game mark? If you average 40 points a game, or 38 points per game, that's a 10-win team right there. That's a 10-win team. With this defense we have at hand, with all the defensive minds we have, who players have been praising Bob Shoup, saying he's a mastermind on the defense, who I think he's going to have a lot bigger impact on the defensive side of the football than people think. I think contract-wise, there was something where you cannot name him defensive coordinator, but ultimately, he has to be a quality control analyst. If not, he will lose money from Michigan. But I think he's going to have a big hand in this defense. And you put him in the same room as Coach Manny Diaz. It's going to be a recipe for success, guys. Jess Simpson coaching your defensive line. You got Travaris Robinson overseeing the defensive backs unit. 38 points per game could be the magic number for this offense and for this program. Because our defense, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show up. It's going to be a lot better than this past season. I can guarantee you that. By the way, guys, you know talking about you know this program as a whole hopefully offense and defense everything can click together and we can finally see a complete miami hurricanes football team something we've been lacking for quite some time how about we finally get a nationally televised spring game we're able to see it on cable tv when was the last time we actually had a spring game recorded i think it's been close to roughly five years so as a fan As a big supporter of the University of Miami football program, I am extremely happy we finally get a spring game recorded on national TV rather than seeing someone record the game through their telephone and upload it on YouTube, which I'm grateful for those individuals who did that. But, man, I think if you're going to promote yourself as an elite Power 5 program, you have to get your spring game recorded I think it's a bad look on the program so I'm just extremely glad we don't have to suffer through that as fans and you know literally have to go on YouTube just to watch the recorded spring game but I'm glad University of Miami came together and did that but anyways guys not only this week we completed the first week of spring practice we also had a few visitors on campus there was a highly rated uh class of 20 25 quarterback coming on campus as well i believe his name's colin hurley we also had isaiah bond and Jakuri brown both high, highly touted recruits visiting not only campus this weekend but the city of miami look isaiah bond guys i had him on my show i interviewed him coach simpson coach likens they're actively recruiting him Coach Simpson was the former head coach at the current high school he attends, Buford High School. I think we're in a great position with Isaiah Bond, and I think he is a very under-the-radar recruit. He can play three positions at the Power 5 level, guys. He is an outstanding athlete, and I think he's one of those players where you don't know where to put him at first. I think University of Miami is identifying him at wide receiver, but once he's in the program, you can utilize him at punt return, kick return, put him on special teams as a gunner, if that Put him at cornerback if you need help, wide receiver. Hey, give him a look at running back. Similar to Dallas Crawford, but I think he's a better athlete overall than Dallas Crawford this stage at the high school level. And he comes from a great program. He comes from a two-time state title back-to-back high school winning program. So he's going to come in well coached. He's going to come in with a high football IQ. Everything you want in a player. Very well outspoken young man values what an education is at the university of miami or at any academic institution so he's very smart very gifted both on and off the football field i love that manny diaz is very being very picky with who he brings into this class isaiah bond is someone who he's going to give you his commitment and he's not going to jump ship from that he does hold offers from alabama georgia wisconsin other programs are knocking on his door They're discovering how elite he is. So take away the rankings and trust your staff on these evaluations. So I'm very excited what Isaiah Bond can do at the next level, and I think Miami's in a great position with him moving forward. Also, Ja'Kurri Brown, stated by Gary Furman, both of those players had a great time on campus. Jacurry Brown is a four-star quarterback out of Lowndes High School He's very physically gifted and advanced at this stage of the game. Some people were comparing him to Devin Gardner. Another person said Nikosi Perry because he has a strong arm at this high school level. But I thought he's, he's very physically advanced. Um, you know, I really like his running ability. He's a very good athlete. He excels, in my opinion, in an RPO heavy offense, zone read offense as well. I think it would be a really nice one-two punch with Rhett Lashley as the OC. Jacuri Brown as your quarterback. Put him in a position where he's surrounded by other playmakers. I think you'll see the best out of Jacuri Brown. And if he's already physically gifted at this stage of the high school level, imagine three to four years from now when he's an upperclassman at the collegiate level with a the appropriate strength and conditioning program. So once again, Ja Curry Brown is announcing his decision March 26th. That is five days from when this was being recorded. Hey, Miami ultimately is the last campus he's visited in that time span. I, I think we're the front runner with ja Curry Brown. And early on in his recruitment, he, he did have a great relationship with Brian Johnson, the former OC and quarterbacks coach at Florida, who I believe is now with the Philadelphia Eagles as the quarterback coach. But he's no longer there. So I think Miami's in a great position for both of those players. And I understand we only have one lone commitment right now in the class of 2022. By the way, if you guys are upset about Jamal Johnson, three-star defensive end, decommitting from the class out of Chaminade Madonna, he did tell me on my show close to a year ago that he was keeping his recruitment open. Even though he was committed to Miami. So, I mean, he he told you the truth. And that's someone we're going to have to fight. Until the last day of signing day, until he puts pen to paper and it's official. That he chose whatever school he wanted to attend. Whether it's Miami, Alabama, Georgia, whoever he wants. Florida, Florida State, whoever he picks. But Jamal Johnson is going to be a very good player and he will get that four-star bump. He comes from a great program, Chaminade Madonna. Literally, kind of a low-key pipeline Miami's been utilizing. So, you know, this modern-day recruiting game, you have to fight to the end. But I will say I like what Manny Diaz is doing. We're being picky on who we bring in. And hey, we don't want players decommitting from the class because that's been an issue under the past two previous coaching staffs, Mark Richt and Al Golden, and players jumping ship towards the end of signing day. And I'd rather have your class ready to go, pen to paper on early national signing day, than having people committed to your class and then flipping at the end. So it is what it is. It's modern day recruiting, but just be patient. This recruiting class is building And I assure you, Manny Diaz is doing a great job behind the scenes in the recruiting game. Also too, Kamari Wilson, number one safety in the nation out of IMG Academy, five-star recruit, is announcing his commitment April 1st, I believe. He had a great relationship with T-Rob when he was at South Carolina. Miami was never in play with Kamari Wilson. Never in play. They were not even on the outside looking in. Now that Travaris Robinson is a part of Miami's staff, That's when he started considering Miami heavily. So do I think Miami's in the front runner to land Kamari Wilson? I don't know. It's it's a tough situation, but I think his relationship with Travaris Robinson, whether he he commits to Miami on April 1st or not, I think that's going to hold a lot of weight. Moving forward. And I think it might be even a similar situation that we saw with James Williams where, you know, he had his favorite school or his top three, and then Miami kind of came out of nowhere. I truly think he has a special relationship with Coach Travis Robinson, and that's going to carry a lot of weight on his announcement. But hey, we'll see what happens. Recruiting is a crazy game. It's a roller coaster ride. So take everything with a grain of salt. And I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the Believe in the U. I look forward to making more episodes in the near future, and uh, hopefully in the next couple of episodes I'll have some special guests on rather than just me rambling, talking Canes football. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day, and always, all about the U. Go Canes.